0: What they did against Lillard in a desperate Portland team Wednesday. How desperate? They just signed Carmelo Anthony. Greetings, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. <laughs> what up? Thanks for tuning in to Gamer Runs here on 101.5 UMFM. My name's Neil Newton, and alongside me, the shield to my sword, Sewridge Kanda. How you doing, homie? What up?
1: I'm the, uh... Man, I don't like to brag. You know, I'm a very humble human Yo, being. Oh, let
0: it fly, dude.
1: I'm one of the greatest Pokemon masters in the city.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I'm just telling. I'm Are just... you out there, though, in the brisk minus 10 weathers? rating at different parks.
1: I was level 27 when Pokemon Go still had the Kanto Pokedex.
0: Okay, so that's a I
1: I, mean, I stopped playing cuz I was too good. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling all of you out. And rem- I see your little gyms. You know, I'm I'm saving saving my Dragonite, I'm saving my Arcanine, I'm ready. I'm ready. And
0: what was that exploit? Step up. That you used that you didn't have to leave your house to exactly go to the Forks. Listen, they don't need to know. <laughs> they don't need to know about location spoofing, Neil. They don't. You're uh, you're nabbing Pokemon out in uh, Cinnaboy Park Absolutely. while you're in the comfort of your own home. It's a staycation.
1: It's a stay Pokemon. You know, it's...
0: Anyways. Uh, To each their own. I'm sure we'll get into the new Pokemon games uh, in our Apple podcast episode. I shouldn't just call it Apple podcast because we're also on Spotify and all those other fancy things. But always tune in. uh, If you're listening to us uh, on your phone, that's definitely where you're listening to us. But if you're listening to us live in your car on 101.5 UMFM, thank you uh, for tuning in. Man, the NBA, it never stops. It never stops. Mm I... We, okay, I, I love the clip that we started with. As far as Matt Dublin calling out mellow. just just a nasty, uncalled for jab at the Portland Trailblazers. But hey, you could do that when you're a championship broadcaster. Yeah, you and,
1: and no one listens to Canadian broadcast anyway.
0: Very true. <laughs> only only
1: yeah. Canadians listen to the Canadian broadcast because we know it's good. Um, Oh,
0: Jackie and Yeah,
1: Oh, yeah. Other than that, the only time people listen to Canadian broadcasts is is if someone's league pass watching the Raptors.
0: Sure, which I would say is, uh, I mean, the Raptors are great, but they're not exactly like a league pass team. Spicy P and Freddie are are fun to watch, but if you're just a classic ho-hum American down south... I can't imagine you're, uh, you're choosing that Canadian broadcast over uh, what you're normally into. But, I mean, what's your, what's your hot take there as far as uh, Melo to the Blazers? I mean, f- fitting? Uh, is, was this, like, coming with all their injuries? I'm actually surprised they haven't made a trade yet, um, considering what the expectations were for this team and where they're at now. Are they wasting Lillard's prime? Do you yeah. think, think Melo has been humbled? Absolutely,
1: he he's he has to be right. Like, there's no way he's that dense that he he realized he
0: couldn't get signed, right? Like, he he has to be humbled, right? You'd hope so, but I mean, it's it's really hard to get into the psyche slash ego of a Hall of Fame NBA player. And I know that's it's kind of arguable at this point, but I mean, he has had an Olympic (laughs) mellow, yeah, exactly, Olympic mellow. I mean, him himself, I think he has the most gold medals, tied for the most gold medals, I think with three. Olympic um, Mellow is like a is
1: like a ninety eight overall on two K. Like, dude's
0: insane. Like that FIBA line. That's I mean, oh bread and butter, unstoppable. Shared shared the ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an incredible high school career and Syracuse career, winning the national championship. I I I definitely do think um he's getting into the Hall of Fame. But yeah, it's interesting too. I don't know if you caught up with um the whole Kaepernick situation this weekend in the NFL, where it was kind of just like a. F- He's been more or less blackballed by the NFL for three years, where he's absolutely capable physically um, to to play on an NFL team. Maybe he's not a starting caliber player anymore, but he could definitely. He's definitely more talented and better than a lot of the backups in the team. Yeah. Uh, sorry, in the league, but they don't want to bring in the media circus, so to speak. And yeah. I mean, the reason he's out of the NFL and the reason Melo was out of the NBA are completely different, and I'm not comparing the two, but I am kind of comparing the idea of NBA teams really just saying, nah, we don't want everything that comes with the on-court talent, so to speak, right? And I, For sure. I'm curious to see if Melo is, like you said, is he past the point of kind of chucking his ego aside and, and humbled, or if he's going to come in and say, like, it's, a, it's about time that someone gave me this chance and uh, I'm going to put up 20 points per game now.
1: Yeah. Um, the idea of being blackballed around the league isn't a new idea, right? Like, um, one of the bigger stories around uh, Jason, Jason Collins coming out. Right? Yes. Is it Jason Collins? Yeah. I get the brothers mixed up. Um, Jason Collins coming out was that a lot of people in the NBA and NFL feared of being blackballed because of the circus involving it, it could be a good cause or it could be a negative cause, or it, like it could be a stigma. It could be a uh, a poor attitude, as Melo was perceived at. Right, like this is not uh, new in sports in any way. Uh, we currently might be seeing it with, I believe, Malik Newman is the is a young draft prospect. Uh, I he's one of the cats who I'm watching has like a ton of Instagram videos uh, because he just lights people up. But he's extremely cocky and he doesn't have many offers, despite how good he is, because all his teams lose. And uh, it very clearly shows the way on the court he's a very cocky individual. Um, How you act on the court, how you act off off the court, how you live your life, how you, um, what is public knowledge about you, all of this plays into effect of how you're scouted right? Scouting report isn't just your on-court persona. It's it's everything about you and how you would fit in the culture of basketball and, and the greater realm of the team and, and the people around you. Does Carmelo Anthony, this version, 2019-2020, Carmelo Anthony, have that personality to fit in this version of NBA? I don't know. Is he, is he in shape? Is he humbled? And is he willing to accept a backseat role when clearly... The two most important players are the guards. The two guys who sh- should have the ball the most are the guards. And you shouldn't even be third, most likely. So, um, are you, are you going to start? Uh, w- what's actually pretty crazy is you might start. Like, you might want to start mellow, given how many injuries are on the uh, Blazers right now. Um, but you asked, me, you asked me off air to think of, like, what are your hottest mellow takes?
0: I think he's, he's just such a polarizing player. Yeah. He was even before he kind of has been out of the league. I have two takes. Yes, all right.
1: Here we go. In the next three years, Mello will make... No, actually, I'll, I'll make it hotter. Uh, I'll make it spicier, if you will. In the next 365 days, Melo will make more off endorsements than... No, I give it... Uh, yeah, in the next year... Three hundred sixty-five days. Melo will make more off endorsements than he does in his next two NBA seasons. Now, oh, I, have an, I have an idea. Okay, mayonnaise, <laughs> exotic mayonnaise. Because like something's lacking in mayo. It's bland. It's perceived as. Uh, that's
0: why porn. the whole, that's why everyone's on the aioli train. It's, it's the exact same thing with flavor.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> So it's not, it's not, uh, you know, you'll have a, you could have a spicy melonise, <laughs> you could have a sweet Melanese, and a cool Melanese, available on the Popeye's Chicken Sandwiches.
0: Oh! Yes, let's yeah, go. That, that
1: was... Let's go. Yes, there we go. <laughs> In partnership with a chicken sandwich brand, Mellow can be that guy. And then... His sign-off will be, you know remember, you remember when uh, Dr. Dre did Dr. Pepper commercials and he closed it with, trust me, I'm a doctor, right? Mellow would just be, at the end of his he's like, stay mellow, my friends, right? And it'll oh, just yeah. be sign-off. He'll take a bite of the sandwich and that'll be the commercial. So that's one take. My other hot take, when all is said and done, uh, or as of right now, it, it, six years versus maybe like a 15, 16-year uh, career. I'd rather have Bradley Beal than peak Carmelo Anthony.
0: Man. Ooh. And Beal is... Uh,
1: I'd rather have Bradley Beal than peak Par- Carmelo Anthony. Beal's been incredible.
0: Yeah. Especially this past week or you so. You asked for a hot um, take, Neil. He's, he's been insane. I'm, I'm trying to even like imagine what peak Melo is like. You know, was Did he have the dreads in his peak or no? He I'm had nervous.
1: the break. he was uh, Chauncey Billups Nuggets.
0: Yeah? That was yeah. his peak? Okay. Conference that, Finals. That was the most exciting. I think that's when everyone was really hopeful of the rest of his career. As Scoring, well. athletic, and he was a wing who could rebound, actually. Right. Hey, props to you, man. Those are, <laughs> those are pretty good takes. The, think about it. The, the me- melanase just makes me think of the word malaise. Which I feel like is a perfect word to also describe. (laughs) How dare you, (laughs) Melo? Don't listen to this
1: (laughs) slander. Um, Bradley Beal shoots a better percentage from two and three. Uh, He averages only three points less career wide, and uh, he passes better. And to quote uh, Bradley Beal, "Everybody eats." Absolutely. Carmelo has never shared a sandwich. (laughs) I
0: know, no.
1: I'm making a good hot take. You are. You are. Yeah. (laughs) So Bradley Beal is a better. If we're talking about the secret of basketball, it's not about basketball. Bradley Beal is better in all aspects for me.
0: I would agree with that take. Yes, and, let's, and, go. And it's, and, let's go. Let's go. it's so it's so present-minded, just because it's extremely present-minded. It's, it's just, revisionist. Mean, almost. He back-to-back 44-point games, and he played. A, I mean, he's just been uh, incredible for a very sad Wizards team. But hey, I commend you for that. I thank you for that. Um, Do you have any mellow takes? Yeah, and I don't know if this ups yours or not. I would love your opinion on this, but I think Carmelo Anthony is going to win the Trailblazers a playoff series this year. <laughs> Because listen, they're going to come out in the first round, and they're going to put out a starting lineup of Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Love, and Yusuf Nurkic. Wow. Yes.
1: Wow, you're calling the Kevin Love trade
0: right now. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think it's it's destined. I I know he grew up in Portland and everything. Uh, although he's he's an L.A. boy, but uh, or born in Portland and grew up in in L.A. But I think he fits so perfectly. With that team, Nurkic can be a down low guy. Love can be uh, a high post guy. Melo probably wouldn't start in that case. Now that I'm thinking about it, it would probably be Baysmore or Rodney Hood or something. But if you're bringing Melo off the bench kind of thing and he's putting in 15, 16 points and he, imagine like going up against the Rockets or something. X-Factor, and, and, Heat Check, Microwave, yeah. Melo. And Melo is just destroying, I don't know, Daniel House, <laughs> <laughs> who else yeah. is the wings on, on the Rockets. I I do think if, and I mean, we've talked, this is very similar to kind of Dwight, where we constantly every year, this player is in a new situation and we kind of talk themselves into like, oh, maybe they get it now, you know, maybe they're going to fit into this team. And I mean, Dwight's been doing that with the Lakers so far, right? That's that's
1: the ideal. That's the dream. Like, as soon as you mentioned Mallow uh, to talk about, it was just like, best case scenario is humble Dwight. For Melo.
0: 100%. Yeah. Is that possible? I, I hope so. Dwight actually sounds like he took a trip to Peru this summer.
1: Dwight Dwight sounds like a different human being. He absolutely he sounds, does. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he, he dug up some or yeah, something. He's yeah. seen some stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, But yeah, I, I I would love that for Melo. Uh, because I really love this Blazers team. Like, having... Lillard and McCollum for three rounds last year regardless of getting swept in the Western Conference Finals I think is so much fun like Lillard just just some of the biggest nuts in the league. Yeah. And I mean the series winning shots aside the guy's just such a gamer and I know the the idea of like wasting his prime has been floating around because they're just they just can't get over the hump this team with uh, with this current squad and that goes right to the idea of splitting up Lillard and McCollum, which I don't like the idea of. I love seeing them together. Uh, the more I could watch this team in the playoffs, the better. And if Melo can kind of take that idea that Dwight took going into the Lakers and do what he does best and just put the ball in the hole when they need it, man, I I, I would love for this to work out the way we're all hoping for it to.
1: Yeah. One part that you just said, uh, making your point, really sticks. Um, that's crazy how the media controls... What players think about themselves and, it truly and, is and player health, right? Can you like, even
0: imagine just scrolling on your phone? You're just taking a dump, getting yeah. home, and you just constantly reading slander about you, straight up. <laughs> <I> <laughs> just like suck.
1: This guy should leave. This guy should join X and no. <laughs> this guy should, um, guy yo should go trade to China. trade like, this guy. Yeah, um, you're never gonna win a ring here. Go elsewhere, right? Like it's like. That's so crazy, and Lillard's one of few, one one of the realest dudes in the entire association. 100%,
0: like objectively,
1: yeah, like uh, one who plays it the coolest. Uh, one who has, as you said, uh, the largest cojones on the court. Uh, not afraid to take the shot. Not afraid to take take control of the game. Everything he does is just like genuinely incredible as far as how he carries himself on and off the court. And then on top of all that. Um, at the end of the day, what the media talks about is rings, or at the very end game. Rings, aren't R- Rings, aren't Yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> we need a drop for that. We do. Um, we need drops. Soon. Soon. We'll bring them back. Soon, my soon, friends. Very soon, yeah. Uh, we have the technology. But yeah, that sucks. Um and that goes into greater mental health is an ongoing theme in the NBA because these are all just 20 something cats figuring life out shoot in the world yeah in in the world yeah. in, in professional Especially sports in, in the in, west right now yeah, yeah. and um, that's weird how it's it's a vicious vicious cycle how player uh, players will make these moves and then they'll be vilified for going somewhere else or uh, doing what's in their opinion, is best for them, and they think what best is best for them is either lots of money elsewhere or ring chasing. And on one end, we'll vilify you like, "Oh, this guy took the check; he didn't stick it out." Or on the other end, we'll vilify you, "Oh, this guy's ring chasing; he couldn't do it back home." Right? There's no win for these dudes. And daily alert is the one dude who's like, "No, I'm getting paid. I'm here, and like, I'm gonna earn my paycheck. I'm gonna be here no matter what." And this is how it's going to go, and as you said, his giant cojones have has led him to, two, I guess what you could call them, grand slam series enders because it's the fourth game, grand slam nets you four points if my baseball stats are correct. I believe you are. Yeah, so like he has two walk off grand slam shots in, in in the past four years, three years. It was like three years difference. That that's incredible. And to say to say Mello has a chance at winning U.S. series like. Portland has had some of the highest highs and the lowest lows. Uh highest highs being those sorts of shots and moments. Lowest lows being uh getting Greg swept Ode. by the pelicans, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting swept by the pelicans, Greg Oden and Brandon Roy injuries. Oh, it's heartbreaker. Yeah. Um so there's it's a it's an extremely storied franchise and just like uh, th- there's so much that could happen for the better and for the worse, but if if that's what is gonna take them over the hump, a Kevin Love, Carmelo Anthony, Nurkic, healthy sort of blend. That would that sounds incredible. And it sounds like it could put them over the hump, especially now that there's a lot more parity in the league. It's just a bummer that um, that vicious cycle j- does not leave you. Because um, when all is said and done, will Lillard be thought of differently because he possibly didn't win a ring? When yeah. in reality, he's one of the greatest point guards of the past 15 years.
0: Oh, without a doubt, hands down. Um, One of the greatest players. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of Lillard's career kind of pans out and then comparing him to Chris Paul down the road. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, Chris Paul is, again, objectively one of the best point guards, uh, if not the best point guard in this um, generation, for sure, Um, especially with Darren Williams fizzling out. But comparing Lillard... After his career is done, to Chris Paul will be very interesting because I think they're they're kind of in similar spots, you know. And, oh yeah. And, uh, I mean, CP3. Who knows where he goes to? He's gonna kind of end his uh, twilight career a little bit in the next few years, probably. But uh, do you think you think the Blazers give Brandon Roy's seven to Melo? Because I think fifteen is taken as well. I'm trying to think who off the top of my head. Is it scorched earth right now? Is 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 like like
1: that's kind of like a sensitive area. I take it because Brandon Roy is a good sport, and who's Brandon Roy coaching right now? Some high school team. Yeah, Brandon Roy's a good sport about it. I think he'll let it happen. Yeah, but
0: I uh, I also don't
1: think you. I think they'll retire I think,
0: his jersey, either.
1: No, because Brandon Roy didn't play
0: enough. He's yeah. he's more so a cult legend. He, he was yeah, exactly. He was very special in his time, um, and people obviously miss him. And just very tragic yeah. uh, injuries to end his career. But yeah, I really don't think he's going to get his jersey retired by any means.
1: Okay, give it to Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Ask Brandon Roy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Brandon yeah, Roy will talk. Yeah,
1: just kind of <laughs> like we're going to give it to him anyway, but we're going to ask Brandon Roy out of love. I think that's the move. I hope so too.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're both on the same page here as far as wishing for the best uh, for, for Mello and the Blazers for sure. I actually want to transition into kind of an open ended conversation based on something you said where it seems like there's just kind of no winning for these players. No. And there's three guys that I kind of wanted to talk about. And then when you said that, I just kind of like light ball off my head. These are three guys where they're having great individual seasons as we speak 10 12 games through for these guys but I the the narrative based on the media isn't exactly positive because people talk about whether it's regression or the ugliness whatever it may be and these three players I'm talking about are James Harden Andrew Wiggins and Markel Fultz I don't know if you know this James Harden right now is averaging 39.46 points per game (laughs) yeah yeah, that's that's a lot. That is insane. <laughs> insane. The last person to average, I mean, he was the last person to average like o- over th- 36 um all-time points per game leaders. Wilt Chamberlain 50.36. Stupid. Wilt Chamberlain 44.83. Also stupid. Number 3 all-time, James Harden 39.46 right now. I guess he, number four. Sure, Michael Jordan. No, it's Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Michael Jordan was thirty-seven. Uh, 86, damn it, six-eighty-seven. That was before uh, Scotty got there and everything. Chamberlain uh, holds almost every spot. That's not Harden or Michael Jordan and Rick Barry, thirty-five in sixty-seven. Kobe Bryant, thirty-five in oh five oh six. Oh, that was a crazy year. Absolutely insane. And James Harden is shooting below his career averages in field goals, three-point, and free throw right now. And he's averaging 39. And he just welcomed one of the greatest usage players of all time to his team, Russell Westbrook. And he's averaging 39.46 points. <laughs> and and what are people saying about him? Nothing. People aren't even bringing his name up in the MVP race because it's like, oh, it's, it's Giannis's to lose again, you know, and like voting fatigue as far as Harden goes. And there, is he going to just get tired in the playoffs again? Like, how? he can't win. He truly can't.
1: No, um, part of that is, like you said, he can't win because of media narrative and where the media narrative is
0: directed. And part of it is like, how much of this is on James Harden? I don't know anymore. Like, I yeah. I truly think he can't really do anything else. And I think he kind of got to that after he kept losing MVP. Like, I think he was second in MVP, MVP voting, pardon me, like four of the past five years.
1: Yeah, the weird thing about James Harden is uh, James Harden may put it on himself, uh, and and, pardon, and I'm not saying because of his faults in the playoffs. He may put it on himself for being too cool. Sure. Um, and, and people may think of him differently. People think of the Rockets differently because they're, they were villains to a degree. Uh, they were bad guys. They were the analytics. They were the Maury balls. And, um, you know, those two powerhouses, Warriors and Rockets, having those duels. It's like they could never get over the hump. He couldn't get over the hump of one of the most iconic basketball teams ever, if not the... Uh, at least the strongest basketball team ever in terms of, in terms of skill. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you said, what his averages? the The Rockets are on a seven game win streak right now,
0: and he's averaging forty three, eight and seven right now. And they're beat up. Like that's G- in the past. Seven Gordon's games, yeah. gone. I yeah. mean, House is injured. Capella's injured. Uh, they got Tyson Chandler starting right now. They're super beat up.
1: Yeah, and he's he's doing all this. It, it seems like he's okay taking on this sort of thing because we've seen it multiple times. We've seen it in these stretches where it's not just an MVP run. He needs to do this for his team to keep the team afloat uh, based off what, how the system is, right? Right. And um, the system is built around an iconic offensive basketball player and an iconic offensive coach. So uh, he seems capable of doing it. Will that bite him in the playoffs again? It sucks because the, the narrative is already written. Yeah, The media already thinks it's going to happen. That's why it keeps getting brought up. It's another vicious cycle. James Harden can't win. So that's a definitive can't win. Unless he wins
0: the, a title, James Harden will not win. Yeah, that was my next question. And maybe we'll leave uh, the whole Wiggins and Fultz thing to, uh, to our podcast episode. But as far as Harden goes, is it a championship or is it a finals berth? Like, do you think if he gets to the finals and, say, loses to, to Giannis or to the 76ers or something, do you believe, and I'm not even sure what we're, we're both going for as far as, like, what the media believes about him, but do you think he gets that deserved respect if he gets to the finals? Or is it, is it championship or bust? Charles Barkley did. I guess that's a, that's a good point. Good comparison. MVP. Yeah. Made the finals. Lost to an all-time great. And then you look, you look across the hall. Kevin Durant did everything we're just talking about twice yeah <laughs> and people couldn't care less yeah like, the respect for kevin durant has not changed i feel like at all oh people like him less yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, no. what does that say
1: uh it says it says <laughs> a lot hilarious. about yeah says a lot about <laughs> how how we view someone who changes their mind how we view someone who is one maybe unsure of themselves but more so kind of yearning or desiring for more right and We don't like that. We like you to be exemplified how you're exemplified in 2K, virtually. (laughs) Yes. We don't like you to have the same thoughts and mishaps and (laughs) second-guessing that we do. How dare you? Yeah. Uh, Anyways, we'll we'll close on that. Um, Professional athletes are robots, and they should be treated as such. Of course. Thank you for watching. uh, Thank you for listening (laughs) to Gamer Runs.
0: Uh, Stick around to listen to our podcast episode. I'm sure we'll talk about Wiggins' faults, Pokemon Sword, and Shield. I also want to talk about Jonas not getting a ring. Thanks for tuning in to Gamer Runs here at 101.5 UMFM. So I was talking to... Were you really? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Got him.
1: Uh, I was talking to David Dobbs. Uh, Big Shouts Dobbs. He does the uh, show After Us uh, live. He does... uh, hilly h winnipeg um which is free range radio every monday at 6 30 and um we were talking about how we we're both short on sleep this weekend and then he said you know i was i was in montreal one time and i spoke to this girl in montreal and she said sleep is for the week and the week and hey. then he and then he's like <laughs> what? and then he's like what sleep is for the week and the week and then he was like you know what you're right montreal girl let's go party and I just thought to myself that's that's great like I'm yeah sleep is for the week and the week and that's how I met your mother <laughs> i only well done i only uh, uh I, I don't uh, I don't believe sleep is for the week I, sl- I believe sleep is for the healthy but sleep is for the week w e e k It makes sense enjoy your weekends my friends truly 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 yes. so uh we were recently talking about on our uh, <laughs> basketball stuff uh we were recently talking about uh James harden and how he basically can't win, and you had a couple other names you wanted to talk about,
0: yeah, and I don't want to just make this conversation about them specifically because I do think it's almost like a wider ranging conversation with what's the idea what's a winner what how can players necessarily win in the n b a and I'm not talking about like winning internally, because I think there's a lot of players um, that are happy with their career, where they're at with their lives, off-court stuff. And that's just my assumption. I'm always internally winning, Neil. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's, it's a good <laughs> spot to be at, for sure. I'm just kidding. not a concern. Concern. Um, But outside, who are the actual players that the media, the public—I mean, you can throw Reddit, where uh, a massive part of the community, NBA Twitter is— who are the players that are actually winning in the, like, the overall sense of the basketball community? I think LeBron James is at that point. You know, like, what can LeBron do wrong? I think the China thing, to bring it up, because it, it, if it wouldn't be a Game of Runs episode, if it wouldn't be for the China situation, I think that took a hit for him. But now he's dunking on foreign guys in Kings jerseys and completely has the public eye. Uh, appreciation oh, and
1: opening <laughs> villages for underprivileged people in Akron? He opened a freaking village, Neil. He does it all.
0: He really does it all. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I've I been waiting to talk about uh, LeBron James again because I, I destroy him at every opportunity that I can. And then he goes and opens a hospital, and then he goes and opens a school, and then he goes and opens... village (laughs) like like low end yeah no low income housing like he's playing stardew valley on another level it's crazy
0: yeah lebron island soon
1: yeah and uh i'm glad i'm glad you brought this up because what can players do to win in this current state and current culture the entire media narrative is just based around los angeles And California in general, but like mostly Los Angeles because of the nature uh, of the strength and how these two teams came together.
0: Yeah, and specifically ESPN. I don't think we get the brunt of it in Canada because we do not have ESPN on our networks, but even just reading the comments, again, from the community, from Reddit, from Twitter, and so on and so on, it really does sound like ESPN completely favors towards L.A., um, both on and off the court, right, and with all of these players now on either LA team, it's it's even more of the case. Uh, I've seen multiple threads of people talking about how this and this happened in the NBA, but they're still only talking about the Lakers. Um, the Raptors beat the Lakers, and they're still only showing highlights of the Lakers and so oh, on yeah. and so forth, right? And I mean, having LeBron, Kawhi, PG, Anthony Davis, just it's almost unfair as far as media attention comes and we're absolutely say- seeing it day in and day out.
1: Yeah, I, in in order to win, you almost essentially have to be in one of the most dominant markets or the highest profile markets and be either living up to expectations or just doing well enough. Um, also being a meme, being a cultural icon. I think that helps some people win. Um, and then the other way I think would be being brave or taking a step outwards and kind of starting a new, inciting a new discussion in the basketball narrative. I thought someone who did that really well was someone we spoke about earlier, Kevin Love. Kevin Love just spent the whole summer traveling with his dog and his girlfriend. That's pretty crazy.
0: Oh, so cool. Yeah, love that.
1: Because it was great. It looked amazing. (laughs) Like every single photo, every little story he put. Uh, Not a fan of him allowing his dog to use the public access water fountain. But, (laughs) but... To each their own. He's a dog owner. And uh, yeah, hey, um, and uh, credits to him because he owned it. He was like, hey, this is a public access water fountain. It doesn't say no dogs. The dog was on a leash. Um, And uh, also it was sipping from the pool, not from the faucet itself. That's better. Yes, it's, that's it is better. better. Okay. And then he was replying with clown faces at everyone who was criticizing him. So I was like, you know what? He's owning this. I like this. <laughs> like, you don't have to agree with him, but if he defends his point, then I'm like, all right, I see your point.
0: Is right? there I, a more savage emoji right now than the clown
1: face? No. <laughs> no. No, that it's easily, once you see the clown face, it's like, you made your point. Yes, right? that's like, very true. You are very clearly uh, drawing a line in what what you think of this. And uh Kevin Love is someone who I believe has done very well in kind of living his best life and that has allowed him to win even though he's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. And uh, he's also saying the right things. He's saying he's committed to the Cavs. Yes. So uh, everything Kevin Love is doing is great. Um He's bowling right now too. Yeah, and he's do he's actually playing very well and he's going to do great on the Blazers when he's uh when he's eventually traded there. Oh, you bet it. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <coughs> Oh, okay, easy there, James Harden. <laughs> Yo, that's waiters on a plane, bro.
1: Yeah, straight. Oh, okay. How have we not spoken about that? <laughs> How have we not spoken? I should have led
0: the show. <laughs> okay, we got to break this down right now. Okay, what, what do we know? What are the facts? The facts are he for sure ingested some sort of THC edible. Okay, THC-based edible. Gummies,
1: it sounds like. Gummies, yeah. He was flying from... So I originally thought it was from Canada back to Miami. Oh. But it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't cross-border. It was uh, the next game. It was Miami to somewhere else. Okay. Um, he says, allegedly, it was given to him by a teammate. And that teammate... It was James Johnson. Well it, it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Come on It wasn't Kelly Olenek was it <laughs> it, has, it hasn't come out yet you go dirty Kelly for sure <laughs> Kelly, Kelly definitely tokes Oh man But I, I it, it could be James Johnson Could be Kelly Olenek Could be Justice Winslow Could be Pat Riley Pat Riley seems like a guy who gets dirty um, Can't be Um Jimmy Jimmy's not about that uh, Jimmy's about country music and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really I don't really know what other public knowledge is out there, but allegedly a teammate gave it to him and Dion Waiters big credits to Dion Waiters for not giving up the name. He refuses to name and because he refuses to name the teammate to get the teammate in trouble. He has been suspended for conduct detrimental to the team one. Hey, dude's got to have fun. Those flights are annoying. You gotta do what you gotta do. Two, know your limits. Enjoy responsibly. Three, credits to you for not ratting your teammate out. Stop snitching. Don't snitch. Four, there was no teammate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There was no teammate. This was him. Okay, to add to that argument for sure. Okay, the news came out on this November tenth. November eleventh was this suspension. Their last game was Friday, November eighth. Guess where? In Trump. LA.
1: In LA. Legal weed. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. He probably spent
0: the weekend there. Yeah, he
1: had one of those uh he had one of those uh googly gummies that uh, Joey Diaz <laughs> loves. <laughs> those Chiba he calls them Chiba Ch- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he definitely had a Chiba Cause there's nothing that makes more sense. Uh, he went from Toronto to LA to Miami. Like everything makes sense. In that context So um, Maybe that's how you win in the media narrative You become a meme, right? That was one of the points we just made five minutes ago Right, right, right And uh, Dion Waiters has lived up to that and Nick Young <laughs> has made a career at Did a you media. just
0: say Dion Waiters is winning in the media right now? <laughs> yes Dude got suspended ten games with pay Had a panic attack <laughs> 20,000 Caesar. feet in the air <laughs> But he's He's and he's getting benched from Tyler Hero <laughs> and Kendrick Nunn. Dude's, dude's losing <laughs>
1: right now. Hard. He's Hard. winning to me. But I mean, hey, and maybe this will bring it around to Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero actually killing it for the heat. That's right. <laughs> right. So it's actually it's actually a blessing in disguise. Um it this would be Dion Waiter's winning if he wasn't putting his career in jeopardy from the years prior of bad bad jojo right right but now uh this is kind of like a touchier subject because Deion waiters is kind of nearing that point where it's make or break time uh for making nba rotations um is he the only player who um does weed in some sort of way whether it's edibles or smoking absolutely not no 100 percent no a uh, clear no uh was he caught yeah did he have a panic attack? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. Happens to the best of them. We've we've all had them. We've yeah. all had similar, uh, a, a, a bad experience on no matter what, uh, what you do or take. As Sidebar,
0: a, everyone go listen to the No Dunks, uh, Step on the Beach podcast from last week because they go over their greatest mushroom trips and <laughs> their worst trips. Phenomenal listening.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest basketball podcasts out there. Uh, best po- podcasts in general, in my opinion. Um... But, yeah, maybe he's not winning, but he's a winner to me. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Because <laughs> you can sympathize with the man. Yeah, he's uh, he had a bad trip, and uh, he stuck true to his roots there. Um,
0: so, okay, Mike, I have a couple questions for you. I just want to get your take here on the record. Um, was it more than two servings, I would say?
1: Yes. Okay. There's no way. Uh, I I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say that Dion Waiters has done weed before. Okay. He's done edibles before. Gotcha. Okay, so more than one serving. So did... Or did it on an empty stomach. Mm. That might be the thing. Okay. Waiting to eat on this... Because they have like first class planes. They get good meals.
0: Oh, yeah. They get to sleep on and everything. Part of me thinks
1: he was going to have that before the flight, then eat on the flight. And that might have bitten them, Because when your stomach is empty, your body immediately goes for the first thing to enter and if that is a high concentration edible that will mess you up so it's either um he did it on an empty stomach or the serving was too high which seems ridiculous as i am assuming a guy who has done edibles or or, or done weed in some way before uh would make that miscalculation especially as an nba player you think they'd have the responsibility
0: you would think sometimes confidence is high, and the heroic dose is just staring at you in the, <laughs> the face. And uh, those heroic doses—you're yeah. <laughs> you're in a shop in LA, and you're staring at this like three-inch-long butterfly that you, <laughs> you can just, just eat. <laughs> it's like it's 200 got, grams.
1: It's got the sour sugar on it, and oh you're just like, man. "Hey, um, Dion Waiters, fan of Hero Ball, heroic doses for the heroes only.
0: <laughs> it makes sense." Alright,
1: were there any other questions you had to get me on record for?
0: Yes. Um, my second question. You kinda answered it, but now I have more of a firm second question, which is Did he really have a seizure? No. Or-
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the most insensitive
0: thing I've ever said. Um if you did have a seizure So that was the just the initial cover up before the idea of like real THC gummies came about. The first reported thing
1: was passed seizure out. Implant. Passed out had a seizure. Right.
0: It was a very serious
1: story about that. And then it came out that he did gummies, and then I was like, "That's not a seizure," and and, and that's insensitive of me to say. And I sincerely hope his health is fine. Um, and who knows? Maybe he did have a bad a bad chemical effect that led to a seizure. It's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. Do I think it was that? No, I think it greened out because greening out gives you similar symptoms to a seizure. Um, I, I'm I'm no doctor. I'm no MD. Um, I look like one if you give me a white coat, <laughs> but like you do, yeah, I do. Um, but honestly, like I, I think the symptoms are are very like similar. You could be shivering, you could be shaking, you could be unresponsive, you could pass out. Um, I don't know if throwing up is a uh, preemptive to seizures or anything, but like I, I think, I think it was a bit of a cover.
0: Yeah, myself. I think so too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and it just happened to get out and. They just rolled with it, but yeah, ten games out pay. I mean, that's uh, one
1: of the bigger hits in NBA in recent NBA history.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, it, it truly is. Um, I'm not sure if uh, if the John Collins and a uh, big guy Aiton there is is that without pay. I don't believe so. No, that is
1: with pay. It is. Yeah, I believe so because because it's it's easier to remember when you see without pay. Yes, it sticks out. You're right. You're right. Um, and, and that makes no sense um it does make sense on the on, on the team scale where you may you did contract uh, you uh, conducted in this activity detrimental to this team so as a team we are suspending you without pay whereas the suspensions for uh diuretics for Ayton and for John Collins a PED those are league suspensions which I believe, is covered by the Collective Bargaining Agreement and
0: the NBA Players Association. Well, I got news for you, brah. You're wrong. Oh, yeah, it's with O-Pay? both of them without pay.
1: And Just okay. a quick little Google search. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong there. No, um, oh, totally. I, I was I, with I,
0: you until I searched.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's fair uh, that if you're caught using a <clears throat> PED diuretic or doing contract detrimental to the team, if you do something that gets you suspended, there should be a, a, a financial fine of sorts. Right. Um, Not because the players, you know, uh, I'm not trying to take the players' money. The players deserve all the pennies they could get. The players also have a bunch of rules and confines to live and play within. And if that involves not taking PEDs, uh, I'm all for you getting fined if you are taking PEDs and get caught taking PEDs because that's not part of the sport. So, and credits to the NBA for actually clamping down on two of the higher profile Young dudes in the league, the big guys. So, um, as far as, I mean, credits to the Heat for uh, continuing to be about their business, uh, taking on Dion Waiters after offloading Hassan Whiteside, it seems like we need at least one troublemaker at all times. Right. Yeah. So it was very, it was very fitting that uh, it happened to the one troublemaker. But um, I sincerely hope like his health is in check and there was no serious issue.
0: It's just. There's a lot of foo-foo around here. It sounds fake. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds For real, man. fabricated.
1: For real, man. <laughs> so.
0: You know whose opinion I want on this, though? Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes.
1: Yeah, the actual like tried-and-true OG weed smokers. Uh, give, me, give me Cliff Robinson's thoughts on that. Oh, too. man. Uncle, Uncle Spliff. Uncle yeah. Spliff,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, have you heard of Jackson and Barnes' new show? No. So Showtime has given them a video podcast called All That Smoke.
1: Wow. Yeah. Do they
0: get high in interview? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. And they were on uh, They they were on a few pods uh, the past week or so, just kind of promoting it and, and doing their thing, talking their thing. And uh, they were on Howard Beck's podcast, Full 48, with Bleacher Report. And, and I wish this happened before the waiters thing, because I would just love their opinion on the matter. Because... I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion that a lot of players in the NBA, especially in the offseason, partake in uh, their chosen realm of THC products. And a lot of people would probably think that's completely okay as well. As far as, like, uh, say, a pain management thing or if it's a hunger or sleep aid, all these things, like, there's a lot of positives for a professional athlete rather than going down the opiate realm, which is just pervasive in... Um, in uh, NFL, I would love to see the actual like real number numbers behind it, and whether or not the NBA actually cares, or if it's, this is really just a public relations thing. It's it's going to be interesting coming down uh, coming down the stretcher because Canada legalized it. I mean, it seems like a state a month basically is legalizing it, and uh, who knows what happens in this twenty twenty election. But uh, the NBA might not only be facing legalized uh, betting, which I know they're all for, but very soon maybe just legalized drugs yeah
1: as Bernie Sanders came out to say he would sign an executive order to legalize marijuana or or cannabis rather right and and, uh, whereas Joe Biden came and said uh, that it's a gateway drug right there's there's a lot of possibilities in the upcoming election and the state of drugs and drug use in North America in general Uh, it is legal uh, to consume cannabis here in in Canada now Um, but with all that said I want to come back to the overall drug use. I want to talk about those PED suspensions, actually. Um, These guys, clearly not seen as winning right now. Uh, They were seen as winning, though, uh, given their styles of play and how they've been playing. DeAndre Ayton, uh, the Suns have looked good without him, but uh, you'd think he would be able to add something to this team. Uh, John Collins, a great stretch five, stretch four. Able to stretch the floor, at, play great. Uh, Trey uh, Young is doing really well for the Hawks right now, and we were kind of talking off air right before we started Apple Podcast. That's someone who's winning in the public eye. Trey Young.
0: Nice Trey, baby.
1: Yeah, and and the Phoenix Suns, right? People aren't really talking about these teams because, as as we alluded to, it's very California based right now. But I want uh, this is my long way of asking. These guys got popped for diuretics and growth po- hormone. Growth hormone. Um, I make the argument for controlled PED growth hormone usage if it's used for recovery. I'm not making that argument because I believe it. I'm making that argument because I am a pro wrestling fan and pro wrestling steroid usage for like anabolic, like get your muscles big, was very rampant and led to a lot of health issues uh, for wrestlers in the 80s, 90s and 2000s. And I don't know, maybe uh, earlier and maybe after. Um, but it was just very rampant, very public knowledge. Nowadays, it's speculated. There's no hard numbers, but there have been wellness policy uh, suspensions by the WWE, and uh, there are other organizations who do their own monitoring of sorts. But um, the argument now for PED usage is that you're not using it to get bigger or improve yourself. You're using it for recovery. How do you feel about PEDs possibly being introduced into the new age? And we, we've led a fairly clean league other than you know Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson saying publicly that he believes half to two-thirds of the NBA are, are dosing. Uh, outside of uh, uh, some numbers from former players, we've led a fairly clean league so far. How do you feel about the possibility
0: of PED usage for recovery? Well, you want a simple solution of playing eighty-two games?
1: Oh well, hey, um, it, it's either you cut
0: the you cut the season or you take care of these players. Yeah, it'd be really interesting because I think the idea of the performance-enhancing drug being legal in in almost all cases across competitive sports is to make sure that the playing field is even. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a fairly logical stance, so to speak, but. If certain things were allowed, like, I mean, very basic stuff like protein powder and creatine and it could be just simple as electrical light drinks like Powerade and Gatorade and stuff like that. Everyone is allowed to have those. So it is legal. Something like a growth hormone, which I don't know a lot about. I am also not a doctor as as you are not. Interesting. (laughs) This is (laughs) news. Tell me more. Go on. But it sounds like growth hormone and things like testosterone replacement and all these things seem fairly safe from an outsider's point of view. And a lot of people are taking these as they grow older to to stay in, exactly, to to stay in shape and to, to stay with it, so to speak. If we could do something like that for competitive athletes where, okay... F- just for sake of argument, we're going to allow growth hormone, right? And monitored uh,
1: by your team doctors, sure. Um, only for recovery purposes, blah blah blah. It- many stipulations,
0: right? Yeah, and I think I think there would have to be tons of studies done for yep. this to for this to ever get over the hump. I think it would be a long drawn out process. That even if it started today, probably would not even get going until like ten years from now or something. Just because science takes a long time. But am I for that? I think so. As of right now, here I stand. Here I sit. Yeah. Because I definitely want to see these guys play, play more. And play more often and play better if possible.
1: Yeah, this is coming at a time where load management is a real conversation. and Absolutely. And the NBA had to issue a statement to teams that like, yo, if you're going to say load management, you can't do that. You right. have to say injury.
0: Say that they're hurt, right? Say yeah. Kawhi is sitting out because of his knee or because of his quad, yeah. not yeah. just for rest. Yeah. 100%. Shouts yeah. to the Raptors for really le- driving that train. Absolutely, yeah. Can, honestly, loading, packing, and starting that train—it it also won them a title. So yeah, it, yeah. There, there's some science behind that too, right? Hey, world champion Raptors, right?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe if he got some uh, steroids, he wouldn't have to sit out those games, and the Raptors could have
0: had an even better season. Hundred percent, right? Who so who we, knows? So yeah, administered by team doctor, um, whether it's a certain level of how much players can have, whatever that may be. If As long as it is proved and tested to have not only immediate benefits, but long-term, like no health or long-term health. Um, Detriment. Sure, yeah, that's a good word. As long as that's all good, I can't really see the argument against that. You know, it, again, if everyone is on the same playing field, it is monitored, it is measured, uh, and it's really just to keep the players healthy, both on and off the court. We talked about mental as well, but like as far as the physical thing and keeping these guys on the court, keeping them healthy and happy, if these kind of things, and I just use growth hormone as an example, I don't know what else that is, if it is testosterone replacement therapy, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I really am for it because I just haven't heard the argument against it if everyone's on the same playing field.
1: I feel that, and it... It will take time, as you said, um, and we're not necessarily advocating for that. It's just we can see the chances of it being introduced if there's ample evidence, right? It's not that we're in completely for it. It's uh, We're not like, yo, legalized steroids. <laughs> Let's get these boys jacked. Let's right. go. Yeah. Um, I want to see people like dunking over two people on each other's shoulders. I w- I, no, I just want
0: to see players healthy. That's sure. all we want to see. 100%. Like, I mean, there's been things, like, lately, at least, as far as, like, float therapy and cryotherapy, like, all these different things that are coming, coming into the sports science world, so to speak, um, Had... there, there's absolutely drugs that are part of that world that may be illegal right now, but could absolutely help players regenerate, recover, and perform in a better and safer way. And, and some players have
1: actually tried pushing these limits before. Um, Going to Germany, right? Kobe Bryant, platelet-rich plasma therapy. Um, Yo, where, great pull. Thank you.
0: He, he had, I swear to God, if you're listening to this, he's not reading from anything. He just knew that.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, you are a doctor. Co- <laughs> uh, Kobe's uh, trip to Germany was probably the most iconic uh, sports science moment of like those early aughts where he came back and he was like, he was good good again like he was like um there was no lingering knee issue um he felt he felt like a almost like a revitalized player and that kept going up until his achilles tear which was kind of a freak unfortunate accident that you can't really monitor control uh with any drug usage or any real um i guess the only way you could control it is uh knowing the overall health of your tendons and ligaments which is kind of very murky gray area kind of tough even for the best sports scientists to monitor um all you could do is have good mobility in that area and strength and hope for the best um but yeah kobe Bryant's prp uh treatment is basically the one that kind of pushed it into like is this legal no it's not technically legal to get it done by a doctor in the states at the time and i believe this was 2011 or 2012 so he had to go to germany get it done came back NBA didn't say anything, or they did say something, but they didn't make it public, I don't think. Um, but that was something that was gray area. So um it helped Kobe. Uh it opened other NBA players to actually explore that option as a as a method of regeneration in a in, in uh scar tissue areas.
0: I got a list here, and this is just from 2017. It was kind of just one of the first articles that are brought up. Uh NBA players that have got PRP, which is? copyright right? platelet rich plasma therapy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steph Curry. During game four of uh, the team's first round series against the Rockets. I had no idea. Game four series against Rockets, 2015? Uh, 2016. Uh,
1: 2016, interesting. Yeah,
0: I had no idea. Uh, 76ers guard Jared Bayless. Okay. Boston's guard Isaiah Thomas. Really? When he had on, that- uh, On his hip? His groin injury, yeah. Oh. Oh. Detroit Pistons guard Reggie Jackson, left knee tendonitis, and tons of baseball players on this list. Um, some, oh, Cleveland guard Mo Williams. And
1: the arguments for this is that it reduces inflammation and reduce or and promotes uh, regeneration or growth in that area, right? So is that in the same realm as uh,
0: essentially what we're talking about of steroids for recovery? Okay, imagine, yeah, imagine if just this PRP was completely, like, legal and operating in the U.S. that all these athletes can get it easily. Yeah. I'm for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about from a player health health perspective and a player happiness perspective, as long as it's not abused and it's right. well monitored, I'm 100% for that, too. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Weed's still not allowed uh, as an NBA player. You could still get pot for that, uh, especially if you do too much gummies. So, <laughs> oh. so I mean, it's going to take a long time for us to get down that road. <laughs> but that would be where science would be in the winning aspect of. And that, that would improve the league and everything. But um, Adam Silver is a very cautious uh, GM or uh, CEO chairman. Sure. Yeah. 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 So you're right. You're
0: right. Uh, did Jonas deserve a championship ring?
1: Oh, we're getting in this. Uh okay. Yeah, we'll close on this.
0: Well uh, this, this is a good. I I teased it leading into the show, so I think we definitely have to mention it before because I think we both have some strong opinions on it. 2017. And we haven't talked about this off air. So yeah. this is all fresh. 2017
1: Warriors win. Yes. Anderson Vergao doesn't finish the season. <laughs> I knew you're going to bring this guy up. He <laughs> yeah, actually as a matter of fact, he played for the Cavs and the Warriors. <laughs> yep. Yep. Still got to bring. Yeah, he still did. You're right. 2018, Omri Caspi falling out with Steve Kerr and the Warriors. Wow, Caspi. Still got a ring. <laughs> 2019, Jonas Valanciunas spent six years, seven years starting center on the Raptors. A
0: huge part of the franchise.
1: Um, was there during the fuck Brooklyn years? Was Was there as soon as you tasted playoff success? He was there. He was your guy. Uh, he was drafted there. Uh, he basically grew up there. He spent y- years 19 to 26, 19 to 25 there. Um, your formative adult years, uh, early adult years. And he was on the team until... The trade deadline when they trade for Gasol. He gets a ring. He, contri- he contributed to wins then. He contributed to wins during the season. If you take... The years of history outside, like, if you just eliminate all those years of of grinding that you did with JV and DeMar and the boys, and you just took this season, is the correct thing, like, is it not the correct thing to do to give that man a ring? Because he contributed to wins in that season that you won the ring.
0: So that means he falls in the exact same pot in your mind as DeLon Wright and CJ Miles.
1: They were here on the team and played games for this championship team before they won the championship. They technically played what half the season? Sure, a little more than half. I'll give you 60%. 60% that's a passing grade to me, Neil. <laughs> He's get degrees. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you, but that seems sus. If you want to put them, if you want to put all three of them, Miles, Wright, and JV, it's a little tougher. But Drake got a ring.
0: Drake is an employee.
1: Okay, Nav Batia deserves a ring.
0: <laughs> sure, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna step on that. <laughs> He's probably paid a, a player's salary worth in in season tickets throughout his entire career.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Nav Batia deserves a ring. I think 25 years season ticket holder, right? Like yeah. ever since the beginning. Since the beginning, 95, yeah, crazy, yeah, or 94, yeah. or whatever. Um, Jonas Valanciunas contributed to this team. Jonas Valanciunas deserves a ring. You want to give it to CJ Miles and Dolan, right? Cool. I think it's the tasteful thing to do.
0: Yes, okay. So this is where I, I stem off from this a little bit because I my first reaction was genuine surprise. Was like this wow. does this does not sound like the Toronto Raptors organization that I know. That I have heard about, read about, listened to about a lot of opinions are very positive about this front office, about the organizational group, about the players, the coaches, so on and so forth. So to hear this wasn't the case, especially coming off of, like you said, the Verjao situation in both Cleveland and in Golden State, absolutely surprised this was the case. And I've heard a few pods talk about it, and uh, we we mentioned No Ducks before. They they brought up uh, the idea of like twenty two players played for the Raptors last year, and only fifteen were on the championship roster. So, do all seven of those get championship rings? Do the G League players that came up and down get rings? Who gets rings? Right. The thing that really started to change my mind. Is the idea of what those three guys would think. And those are the, the three Memphis guys the CJ Miles, DeLon Wright, who's now in, in Dallas, and uh, Jonas. And Jonas, obviously. If you are at a party and I you, love parties. you see Jonas just killing it at the app table, like just d- dipping his shrimp, you know, getting all the tasty pastries, and you're talking to him, you're shooting the shit, and you'd be like, man what's it like to be an NBA champion? Look at that ring on your hand. What's he going to say to you?
1: That's a good point. That's a very good Is point. Is he going to say, yeah,
0: it was a crazy year. I wish I could have finished it with the team, but I am an NBA champion. And this ring, signi- signific- uh, this ring shows that.
1: Well, if I saw Jonas dipping shrimp <laughs> at a party, I'd ask myself, first I'd ask myself the question, what the hell am I doing at this party? Right on. You're in the right spot. <laughs> Second of all, how did I get here? Third of all, I would just go up to JV and be like, dude, why are you wearing that ring at this party? <laughs> <laughs> like, NBA players don't even wear the ring. Like, that would just be him being a complete dick and <laughs> just, like, wearing his ring because he likes to be pompous about it. He's like, hey, guys, look what I got. <laughs> and wears it on his middle finger like, I don't care. I don't care if I was there at the very end. I was there at the start. And that's all that matters. I was part of the culture. And uh, if he owns it like that, I'd be like, that's funny. I like you. (laughs) Right? Like, I would be like, I want to have a beer. I want to dip shrimp with this guy. But in reality, it would just be like, hey, man, hey, thanks for everything you did for the city of Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I know you can finish it there with me, uh, with us, but like with me, <laughs> yeah, with me personally. Me. Yeah. Hey, we are Raptors. Yeah. Um, we the North, but uh, he is part of we the North. He was there when it started. Yep. And that's what I'd be like. Hey man. Like I wouldn't be like, Hey man, what was the light? I'd be like, Hey man, thank you. Thank you for devoting your time and love to, uh, the city of Toronto and the greater country of Canada. Totally. So that's a good point. Cause you had me thinking there for a few seconds like that.
0: Yeah. What would go through his head as he's wearing an NBA title? 100%. So with that being said, I'm not laying the Raptors organization off the hook here because I do think the appropriate thing, and apparently uh, they they talked to different organizations. It sounded like they probably talked to the Warriors and other organizations that were in similar situations, which a lot of championship teams are. The team that they start with in October isn't necessarily the team that they finish with in June. Right? That's very common. Yeah. And apparently they they talked to a lot of different organizations and it said the general consensus was that we didn't like those organizations did not give rings to those players. So I think this was Bobby Webster that was talking about this. So he said that we're, we're not doing it. I think the right thing to do, and I think Kyle Lowry actually said this when he was talking about like asking Jonas for his ring size. I think the appropriate thing to do is reach out to those guys. Jonas is a big one because of his history with the organization and how important he was. And you ask him, hey, I know you're going to be coming. Like Memphis is going to be coming here at some point this season. We're obviously going to not only like celebrate you, but would you like a championship ring, and would you like to be presented it? I think if you ask that as an organization, I think most competitors, like I, I feel like if if I was in Jonas's shoes, and I, this is completely subjective, but just as like a, a competitor, I think I would refuse that. I think I would say no to that and say I'm not an NBA champion. I I do not deserve this ring in particular. I get the whole history behind it. But I think the idea of a championship ring means you're an NBA champion, and me having that wouldn't sit right with me knowing I'm a competitor on another team. Jonas, like his goal, if you asked him right now, would probably be I want to win an NBA championship, not like I want to win another NBA championship. You know, so I think if you ask them as an organization and you kind of it's almost a little bit of a PR move where you just like here is the option. It could be a silent ring delivery where no one knows about it. And we give you a nice highlight film at the beginning and the end or the beginning of the second quarter, whatever that may be. You celebrate them. We're not going to put your jersey in the rafters at all, but we're going to show you as much love as possible. And if you do want that ring for whatever reason, that's up to you. We can make it for you. We can give it to you. But. I don't know. I don't think it's something that the Raptors needed to do right from the get-go and say, we are giving them all rings. They were part of this team kind of thing. Even though they weren't there in June.
1: It would have been very nice to covertly ask and let the player make the choice. Yes. Um, and that's a good point and everything.
0: Or even the the roster at the end. Like, ask those 15 guys. Like, if you ask Kyle Lowry that, he'd probably be like, yeah, like, for give, sure. Like, give it to him. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he mentored DeLon Wright for, for years, right? And, yeah. and And CJ Miles, I know he's a vet that kind of came in and out a little bit. But, I mean, these guys were important guys to the growth of this team. And I know Danny Green and Kawhi came in and were obviously... The key factors in making this all happen, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, and I think Tass Mellis said this well in No Dunks, where it's it's such an interesting inf- uh, situation because I don't think there's a completely right answer. I think it's completely subjective to multiple different parties, whether it's the team, the players, the rosters, the organization, the the other player the himself, fans. the fans, right? Us stupid boys in Winnipeg exactly. talking about this right now. Um, I think that's what makes it a fun sports conversation. You know what I would do if I were Jonas? Eat some gummies.
1: <laughs> I mean, hell yeah! Because I'm getting a free ring and I'm melting that shit down. Cause
0: <laughs> you putting that on eBay? Or what? <laughs> that's no, some no, paper no. right there, my G. <laughs> yeah, woo, yo, especially a... those ones. Like those yo, are, like woo, that's those what that's what you consider a bonus, dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a severance pay from the Raptors right there, and that's a well deserved severance pay. Big shouts, Jonas Valanciunas. Big shouts, your 2018, 2019. NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors.
0: Let's wrap this up. You're Larry T- Tannenbaum, owner of the Raptors or majority owner, whatever. Yeah. What What do you do in this situation, right from the get go, knowing that everything that we've ha- that that has happened, kind of thing? Um, what is your choice?
1: Um, I have a couple of rings in the safe. It's up to you. They're you're here if you want, want them. them. You want them? Yeah. They're here. You want? You're going to get a tribute video, Jonas. Uh, we're going to give you a big thank you screen,
0: DeLon. And uh, CJ, what's up? <laughs> one gets a video, one gets a graphic, one gets just a gentle. <laughs> one gets, nod. gets some daps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But
1: uh, y- you'll you'll get your acknowledgement in public. Do you want the ring? Do you want the ring presented in public? You you put a good case for that. It should be covert. It should be under wraps, and that would have been the most professional way about things. The Raptors are a traditionally pretty professional organization as of the past few years, especially under Masai's watch. So 100%. I'm completely okay with how they handle things. Uh, I totally disagree with coming out and saying that none of them are getting rings. But, you know, it could be a lot uglier.
0: I'm, I'm actually trying to think of the, what initiated this entire thing. Like, was, was it Bobby Webster saying that? Like, was it a question that somebody asked? actually like, I don't do, know. Do you know where the where it originated? Like, I, I don't think it's like, necessary really to find that out right now. But who? What if they did ask those three, and they all said no, and it just came out? Like, the Raptors were like, "We like we will not I, be giving them rings." I think the right thing for the Raptors say if they did ask those three and they all said no. I think the right thing for the Raptors to do is to come out and say we will not be giving them ring, rings, and take the heat that they're getting right now. Rather than saying it off the players exactly, rather than saying they didn't want rings,
1: yeah, and as an as an
0: organization, you should always out of goodwill protect your players, I think so, to protect your staff regardless if they're not current, right the whole brotherhood thing and stuff it, it again, I'll say this again, this is a super interesting sports conversation because uh, I don't know if we've heard from any of those three either, um, but would what would the optics be if Jonas said thank you, but no, thank you if the offer was actually extended? And that was public, and what if Delon's like, "Yeah, I'm in. Give me one of that." Yo, man. Delon's my boy, man. I'm taking that <laughs> ring,
1: G. I'm taking that ring. Oh man, all right.
0: Uh we got some Pokemon to play. That's for sure. That's true. We'll
1: uh. Uh, we'll we'll give people our updates. We'll maybe come with a. Pokemon uh, NBA uh, comparison chart at some point. So, something along those lines. Hey, for yeah.
0: for a couple episodes that we didn't really have planned, uh, etched out, got some good uh, good OC here. Good
1: old, good old content. Lo- <laughs> Love us some content out here at Gamer Runs.
0: Yeah, that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs>